My message was going to be short and sweet, but it was about drawing into the presence of God and getting hungry for God again and thirsting after Him. And it's been toying in my mind for a while, and it's just like, I don't know what it is, but I think God confirmed His Word this morning. Nothing I will say you don't know already, but it's just something that we need to just reiterate because you need to grab hold. You're the ones that need to get hungry for God. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. You've got to do it. Hungry for God. There is just so much brokenness in God's people. And unfortunately, we carry that wherever we go, which is why there's so much aggression on the roads and so much aggression in the people. I mean, you just walk past and somebody just looks at you different and it's like we take offense. It's not who we are. We know who we are in Christ. We have our identity in Christ. Amen. You know, when I was preparing this message, I cannot tell you how many times a test came up for me. After the third time, I got it. Okay, God, I'll pray. I'll pray. Please, thank you, Ellie. And it's almost like God said, if you take your focus of what is hurting in here and put that into Him, you don't worry about those things about you. And the biggest thing I'm telling you now in this country is the road rage. And that is just from the pit of hell. Every one of us cannot deny we've had road rage at some point in time. But you know, it's something I've laid at God's feet. And I said to God, yes, they might be wrong and they might not know the rules of the road. But I release them, I forgive them, and I leave them in your hands because it's not going to do anything for me. It's just going to harden my heart, which is exactly what the enemy wants. We need to get soaking in the presence of God when we're driving, when we're working. And let me tell you, there will always be a test that comes along somewhere. Recognize the test and then live it. Show you, do what God shows you to do. There's such a power here. Such a power. You know, the first thing that stirs up in times of revival is prayer. Personal prayer for revival. Every move of God and every revival that has taken place has always started with prayer. We need to soak ourselves in prayer. We need to grab a hold of it, intercede for ourselves, for your family, for your friends, for the nations, for Pastor John and Bev, for the leaders of this move. And God has been upping, upping the prayer. There's just been such a, a new release of prayer in life. I actually came to the prayer meeting yesterday morning, and it's almost like you walk in and you can just sense the atmosphere is alive, alive with the Spirit of God. There's something changing. There's something changing. You can choose to sit there and ignore it, or you can grab hold of it and live it. And if I was you, I would grab hold of it. Because let me tell you, when God decides to move and crash down here in ACF, you're not going to regret it. In 1994, when the move started here, we used to be a church five nights a week 
And in those days, we lived in Brackpan. But we used to come here. And it wasn't as if like, oh, no, it's church. And, oh, no, I've got to go to work tomorrow and I need my sleep. We didn't care. We wanted to be where God was working. We wanted to be here. There's like a new desire, a new hunger, a new thirst in the hearts. It's like we don't think and worry about the things in the natural world because we want the spiritual things. We want to set our thoughts on higher thoughts, greater things that we know that God has. Focus on the Spirit. Have a spiritual hunger for God. And we saw God move. We saw people changed. Demons came flying out left, right, and center. People's gifting and destiny shaped in a meeting. They left this meeting and walked straight out into mission fields because God called them to go there. You need to recognize what the Spirit of God can do for you. The next thing is there needs to be repentance, as Andre spoke about last week. And repentance is not saying sorry and going back to doing the same thing. It is something that is honest and pure. It's something that you from your heart say, God, I'm sorry, and never turn back there again. And it doesn't mean we did have it in the time back then where people were running forward to repent and confess their sins. And, you know, I don't believe you need to do it before Jesus, your priest. Amen. But if you think it's really that bad that you've messed up and you really need to talk to somebody, go to someone safe, go to a leader, go to Pastor John, go to Bev, if you feel that's what you need. But, you know, Jesus can release you there and then. He forgives you there and then. What do you think he did on the cross for us? He died for us. God gave his son for us so that our sins can be forgiven. When we're in the presence of God, When we caught up in His presence, we will want nothing. We will lack nothing. But we must want it and we must desire it. It has to come from our hearts. And that was my next point. Hunger and thirst. How hungry are you for God? Once all this happens in our own heart, then a move can start because God's people are now ready to usher in the glory. Jesus. Do you feel the atmosphere changing? Almost like I'm expecting a gold fall, I don't know, something, let an angel flat by, I don't know. <laughs> That's how expectant I am this morning. I know in my heart of hearts what God wants for ACF. And a lot of people, that's why the last couple of weeks I've been calling the prodigals home. There are so many people that have left here offended, but they need to be here. And it's the plan and the plot of the enemy to do that. If offense crawls into your heart, people, you've lost the presence. Offense is a killer. We have to guard our hearts. This is how I feel so strong. This place is a refuge for the people around, outside. How many times have broken pastors, ministers of the word, come to here 
to just get healed, delivered, set free, strengthened, and go out again. But we ourselves have to be healed. Because if we're not healed, we cannot impart that on them. And these are the opportunities that God gives us in mornings like this to just get real with Him. Because He has our best interest at heart. You are His sons and daughters. He created you. Nobody else did. He did. You were born for a reason. You are in this place. So whether you were meant to be aborted, sorry, Satan, you made it through because you're meant to be here in this time. God has placed every one of us now in the generation we're in for a reason and for the time that's going to come now. It's time for His kingdom to shine and break out. It is time. And the next thing is worship. In worship, it's such an intimate place to get with God, to give our all and focus on Him. Because when we focus on Him, we forget about the things around us and our circumstances. Let me tell you, in Exodus 35, I think it was, when God said to Moses, I will send an angel before you to possess the promised land. And even then, Moses said, God, if you are not with me, I am not interested. Because I far better will go with your presence than have your blessings. That's how we should be. And let me tell you, when you're in that presence the blessings will follow. When you're in the presence of God, one service a week will not be enough for you. The heisgenoot will not be good enough for you. The sexy boy or the chick that's walking in the streets that you got so much love for will not be enough. You don't want that. You do not want the things of the world because your eyes are focused on Christ. You will get a revelation of giving in the presence of God. Your desire to be serving will increase in the presence of God. You will hate the things of the world. When you're in the presence of God, depression goes. Addictions go. Anxiety goes. Conflict between friends and family dissipates and dies because it's no longer the issue of I am right and they are wrong. Self-centeredness goes. Self-pity goes. Hopelessness goes. Because we have fixed everything on Jesus. Everything. And I know what I'm telling you is no great revelation. But I just really feel this is what the Spirit of God wants to reiterate to you. The enemy will try very hard to get your heart. And we need to realize there is a very real enemy out there. But we don't give him any glory. Like I said to the band on Wednesday when we prayed, guard your heart. Because when God wants to move, the enemy is going to come up. And I was talking about the river. Jesus is the river of life. But when there's a storm, It's like all the gunk comes to the surface, all the rubbish, the murky waters comes to the surface. And then a flood comes and it washes away, leaving the waters crystal clear and pure. And this is what God does before the move. And things will rise up you thought you've dealt with. 
If it comes up, deal with it. Leave it at the feet of Jesus. Don't spend time on it. Maybe God shows you because you haven't forgiven or whatever the case may be. There's a reason if God shows you. But don't dwell in that place because you will miss out what God has for you. Why do you think the water, if you plant it by the water, water comes from the roots, comes underground, doesn't come from the top, but we do have the heavens, but there's water, deep waters underneath us that comes to the surface. And those are the waters that are clean and pure. There is a river here this morning. I do honestly believe it. And with the river comes freedom. Whether it's here on live stream, I don't know, but I'm just going to be bold and speak it. I see her sitting at the edge of a bed. And it's almost like she looks like she's in physical pain, but she's in emotional anguish. It's like I see her sitting like this. And she's rocking backwards and forwards and backwards and crying out to God. Why me, God? Why me? I just feel... God is saying to you this morning, you need to let it go. It's holding you back. It's consuming you. You need to let it go. Because if you let it go, you're going to see the door start opening. You're going to see your family restored. Totally. All the conflict and that fighting in the family is going to go. I see children and parents fighting. new, fresh encounters for you this morning. If you want it, you grab it. Nobody else can do it for you. Nobody else. If you're hungry this morning, you grab it. Thank you, Father. You know, we were created with a God vacuum in our heart that no created thing can fulfill. Only God can. Only He can satisfy that need, that desire, that hunger inside of your heart. And I've been in that movie in 1994, and I do want more. And it's not about the manifestations, let me tell you. It's not about the manifestations. God sends His manifestations, yes. But sometimes it's just like a gift, just to bless you. He wants to have fun with His children. We do need to laugh. We need the joy. And I remember in that time, there was such an amazing spirit of travail in the church. And I do like prayer, but I'm not an intercessor, put it that way. And some of you have heard this story before. The church was much smaller, and Ian and I were sitting that side, and um, I just felt this travail coming on. And it's like, God, I can't do this. There's people around you. Now, travail is like giving birth, is it not? So it's like, you know, I have a reputation, yeah. But you know, when God takes over and I started groaning, childbirth, women, you know what that's like. And I just felt it and it just increased. It 
was coming from my belly and I couldn't stop. I promise you by the time I was finished there, I was sopping wet with sweat. I had no idea what was going on. And at the end of that service, a testimony came up. When God first told me, okay, you need to pray now, you need to pray, and travailing started happening. Pastor John, I hadn't realized, I'd asked, there's somebody in this place that needs to give their heart to God who's not saved and wants to take Jesus as their savior. And it was like he was fighting through and he's asking, he's asking, nobody's coming through. And the more, in the spirit, I did not hear this, but I just felt this, oh, I have to, I have to. I've got to birth it. I've got to be obedient to the spirit of God. And then I just felt a release. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and this girl put her hand up and gave her heart to God. And then I felt it stirring again. <sighs> Did it come out? And I was praying and I'm crying out. And at that moment, Pastor John said to, to this young girl, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? And she was resisting. But when the release came, I stopped. And she was baptized with the Holy Spirit there and then. How beautiful. Salvation and baptism of the Spirit all in one. This is why we've got to be so sensitive to the Spirit of God and work with what God is doing. Instead of judging people around us, oh, there she goes again lying on the floor. There goes Shireen laughing and being stupid again. There goes so-and-so. We can't judge because we don't know what's happening in the spiritual realm. Trust God and work with it. God used me a lot with crying and praying in those days. And I remember I would just get this overwhelming feeling of just, you know when you cry, that you cry so much you can't stop crying. Normally I know people that have lost, it's almost like it was like a sadness, but yet I knew it was an intercessory thing at that time. And it took one person to walk past and I overheard them say, it's like, I mean, I was young, but I heard this person say, it's like, oh, there she goes, crying again. I wish she would stop. And you know what? I listened. And for a while, it was hard. Something had closed in my heart and I knew I was missing out. That's my problem. I'm too sensitive. I know I am. I mean, like I said, this test we had this week, one of the tests, it was something that hit my heart so hard. And it's like, it's never happened before that. But why are they doing it with family? And it was like, I was so hurt. But at that moment, God says, Shireen, remember what I'm showing you. Remember what I am gonna, what's going to happen on Sunday. How I want my people to hunger and thirst for my presence. So get into my presence, Shireen. And these things won't matter because we do allow the flesh to take over and we become oversensitive. So instead of being sensitive in the physical, get sensitive for the Spirit of God. Amen. God fills hungry hearts. If you draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. You know, God just doesn't come and roam around the earth and say, oh, this is a good place to drop revival. Let's drop it here. No, He's searching for hungry hearts. That's what he wants. That's how revival is going to happen. Oh, I see that the, the people in this church, they've been praying for revival. They've been praying for the nations. They're hungering and they're thirsting for my presence. 
How awesome is this atmosphere now for my spirit to fall in this place? They've repented. They didn't look back on this and they're going forward. You know what? Spirit, have your way. And here we are. Know that you are all deeply loved. You are all highly favored. And you all have a special calling on your life. There are people in your lives right now that nobody, Pastor John cannot reach to, that JD cannot reach, but only you can. Get filled with the presence. And I urge you, if something comes up now in the week, remember this morning where God says, get caught up in my presence. Get up, get caught up in my presence because that's where it's going to change. Trust God. He has you. He knew what he was doing this morning. And my prayer for you this morning is when you go home, there's going to be such a renewed passion for Christ in your life. A new excitement. And I really believe destinies also have been formed and shaped in this meeting right now. And some of you, it's, it's going to be a big change. It's going to be something totally opposite that, that you thought you were going to walk in. But trust God. He knows you. He created you. He knows every hair on your head. He knows the color of your eyes. He knows when you've been naughty and when you've been nice. So trust Him. In this kind of anointing, who knows, maybe somebody, while you're sitting there, your SMS goes off and somebody's put a million rand into your account. That's what happens in an atmosphere like this. What are you trusting God for? He can do it. Get a revelation of offering, tithes and offerings. Get a revelation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I really feel there's been a release of the Spirit. And God has done what He has needed to do this morning. Auntie Rosie's got a word. I just want to carry on with what Shireen is saying about His presence. You know, when you obey God, He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We are human and we do go through stuff. We do. But you know what? God sees. He sees our hearts. And you just keep on persevering. And you just keep on praying. And you keep on using theology. Because he's faithful. He's, he's faithful. I've got calluses. But you know what? He came through every time. And you know, it's like what Shireen was saying, his presence. I was just praying and saying, Lord, just show me something different. And he showed me coming out of beautiful water onto land. I said, Lord, what's this land? And he says, it's a promised land. And each one of us have a promised land. It's all because of his presence. And you know, such amazing, unusual things have been happening lately to me that are just have been just unexpected, really. 
but God. He knows our needs and He knows. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And things just fall onto your lap. So trust Him. Trust Him. In those dark times, trust Him. You will come through. You're here. You will come through. Bless you. Thank you, our weeping prophet. So look what it says here. People of his presence. That's us, ACF. We are people of his presence. Amen. I know that maybe you didn't get a word, a direct word, but I know God spoke to everyone in this place because that's what he told me. And some of you are still going to see the testimonies when you walk out. Things are going to start falling in place. And you're going to come next week and you're going to be excited and share about the glory of God in your life. Amen. So I just pray a blessing over every one of you this morning. When you go into your week, you're going to be soaked in His presence. You're going to get caught up in His presence. God is going to show you things. He's going to do things in a mighty way. And you're going to know that God is present wherever you go because He's inside of you. Amen.